No Gray Zone podcast is a frank and honest conversation on topics related to sexual abuse, harassment, child exploitation, and domestic and workplace violence. The opinions are our own, based on years of experience as special victims prosecutors. Any study, book, or product we mention is based on our own review and are not sponsored. Listener discretion is advised. I'm just good at caring too much. I'm just good at caring too much. Is it too much to ask that you be all mine? I never was good at sharing. I'm just good at caring too much. Welcome. I'm Catherine Marsh. And I'm Melissa Hotmeyer, and this is No Gray Zone Podcast. We are moms, prosecutors, and the owners of Right Response Consulting. And we want to bring to you guys important conversations about sexual assault, domestic violence, and child abuse. The first episodes in this podcast are going to center on consent, from talking to your children at a young age about body autonomy, to mental incapacitation with drugs and alcohol, through consent when dealing with people in positions of power and authority. We know these are tough conversations, but we think that talking about it can lead to change. And we are so excited about our first podcast. Today, we're going to focus on consent. We've all heard no means no, but what does that really mean? And how can we ensure that our children understand what consent means? As a mom of girls, I worry about whether my daughters will understand they have a voice and that they know they can say no. And as a mom of boys... I want the same thing for my kids. I think too often we forget or don't talk enough about boys being victims of sexual assault and sexual harassment. Statistics have shown that on average, one in 16 boys is a victim of sexual abuse, and about 7% of male college students have been the victim of sexual assault. But I also want my boys to understand, what is an actual yes? I know if boys and girls understand body autonomy, We can cut down on the rape culture that we see in schools and universities. A 2018 Columbia University study found that consent education decreased rates of sexual assault. Let me repeat that. Consent education decreased rates of sexual assault. Yeah, and that study is so important because we know that one in four girls is a victim of sexual assault by the age of 18. And so, you know, sex education is important, but consent education is a public health issue. So we really need to start teaching our kids about consent. So when can we start teaching them about consent? Do we need to wait until they're in high school? Absolutely not. As you just said, by the time a girl reaches 18, one in four has already been sexually assaulted. High school's way too late. Consent can start as early as age three for kids. Now, again, we're, we're talking consent, not sex education. So when we're talking to young children, we're talking about body parts and choosing who's allowed to touch you. Yeah, I taught my girls starting around the age of three. I mean, it's a young age, but I, they understood. They understood the correct names for their body parts. Um, and even though it's uncomfortable for parents, it's so important because we know that 80% of sexual abuse Uh, to children is by a person that's known to that child. And unfortunately, we know that only 12% of child sex abuse is ever even reported to the police. So why is having the conversation about the 
proper name for body parts important? I mean, we've all heard kids say things like private part, no, no place. And as a prosecutor, a lot of my victims have referred to their vagina as a flower. Or some of my young boys have called their penis a stick. And other cutesy names like that for vagina and penis. I mean, so what does it matter? Well, first, we want to take away the shame and embarrassment on talking about penises and vaginas. We all have them, and we should be talking about our body. We want to make sure that our kids know that a penis or a vagina is as normal as having a leg or an arm, and that we shouldn't be embarrassed about having particular body parts. But outside of just knowing the proper terms and not being embarrassed about it, why else is this so important that they use those terms? Well, we know as prosecutors, the number one reason is for safety concerns. You want to make sure that any child can properly describe something that they don't like, uh, something that makes them uncomfortable, and that the adult they're telling actually understands it. Let's take the flower as an example. If a little girl tells her teacher that her uncle touched her flower, that teacher may not understand she's talking about her vagina and may brush it off. That will make the child think she's not believed or that she has nowhere to go to report the abuse. But when we talk about the proper names uh, and we have that consent conversation at this young age, kids know their proper names and they know they can report. Absolutely. And at the same time as you're teaching them the proper names, you should also be teaching them that they do not have to give hugs or kisses if they don't want to. To the chagrin of grandparents everywhere. But it's so true. We know that children who say, no, it's okay to say no, are more likely to engage in consensual behavior as teens and adults. And as awkward or as uncomfortable as it's going to be when you back up your child with their grandparents saying they don't have to give you a hug or a kiss, we know that children who have body autonomy are more likely to call out bad behavior when they see it and is as soon as they experience it. And that's what we want to see. We want to see children who have are empowered over their body. So how do you do it? I mean, you know, growing up, it was always the joke about the birds and the bees conversation. And, you know, you don't want children to be uncomfortable for, with you sitting them down and having this teaching moment. So we found that books can be a great resource when teaching children about consent and body autonomy. We recommend... Miles is the boss of his body, no means no, and don't touch my hair as good starting books for kids. And as children get older, the concepts can become a little more nuanced. Parents might want to try the Gutsy Girl Handbook and Consent, the New Rules of Sex Education, and the Boy's Body Book. And you need to talk to your kids about consent. I mean, in our house, bedtime is time for books. We read books uh, like we just described, and we talk about consent. In our home, we say, it's my body, it's my choice. And to be clear, we're not saying that children have the right to say they don't want to go somewhere, they don't want to do chores, or obey bedtime or nap time. When we say, it's my body, it's my choice, we're talking only about activity that involves the interaction of their body with someone else's body. So hugs, kisses, tickling, roughhousing, and other similar activities. Exactly. And when my girls say stop in our house, we stop every time. So they know people are supposed to respect their choices. Well, that's all the time we have this week. Thank you so much for joining No Gray Zones podcast. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe. And check out our content and tips on our social media page. No Gray Zone RRC on Twitter and Instagram and No Gray Zone on Facebook. 
There are no excuses when it comes to sexual assault or not having the right response when it comes to sexual harassment. Thank you for listening. This has been a No Gray Zone podcast. I'm just good at caring too much. I'm just good at caring too much.